0: Welcome back to the Life's a Garden podcast. To all you working folks out there, happy Labor Day. And to all you currently on unemployment and who spent the majority of the last year suckling off the stimmy checks, happy Monday to ya. Because if you think about it, I mean, for those people, it's basically just been a labor year, am I right? Right? I mean, I, I must say, I, I, I should say this. It is awfully nice of the government to dedicate a holiday specifically to the working class, um, give us a one-day-off kind of thing, three-day weekend, paid day off, all while simultaneously having a seven twenty-five minimum wage and no sick pay days, and no mandatory paid vacation days for all employees. Good on you, government. Thanks for the single day off. Oh, it's going to be a good episode today. I'm already fired up. So sit back, relax, crack yourself open a cold one, and let's get into it. 'Cause it's episode sixty-five of Life's a Garden. Oh yeah! I'm feeling it today. Thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. Always, always appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow the podcast on all platforms. Give us a like, give us a share. It always do- it does uh, help out the podcast when you do that. Mmm, that tastes good. Who doesn't like a nice the taste of a nice cold beer? I'll tell you who Pussies, Pussies and uh recovering alcoholics. They are not pussies. They how They are, however, quitters. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I actually want to start off with, uh, so while I do feel really good today, actually, like I'm, I'm on fire today. I feel like, I don't know. I'm just charged to do the podcast last week. I didn't really feel like that. I mean, I listened back to the episode. It really wasn't that bad. I felt like it was all over the place. I felt like I was kind of just... Sometimes you get in that mode where you open your mouth and it's just like a faucet of words start spewing out. And that's kind of how I felt last week. Um, I wasn't really... I was just kind of saying basic, bland bullshit. And that's not what I like to do on the podcast. I want to make it interesting for you guys. And really what it boils down to is I've kind of just been in a little bit of a funk lately. I don't know what it is. If it's stress, if it's anxiety, maybe a tidbit of depression creeping in there. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm not a depressive person. But sometimes it creeps in and you really can't do anything about it. Now, most likely, it's stress. I talked about it last week, a little bit of the monetary stuff. Stressing me out. I mean, I, w- I had shows. I had just a lot of stuff going on. And I think it all kind of overwhelmed me. It could have... The reason I say depressed is... And this sounds crazy. But it could it could be because... You know, I I had a really jam-packed couple of weeks, and the money caught up to me, and then I I decided personally, I'm going to take a step back, I'm going to chill out on spending the money, kind of recover a little bit, and therefore, maybe I got a little depressed because all the excitement wound down, and I was just kind of back to my mundane, boring existence of just not doing anything. But I say stress and I definitely think it's stress because, and here's the, here's where it, uh, the real thing comes from is I've been having nightmares every night and I only truly get nightmares on a nightly basis when I'm stressed. It's usually, you know, stressful dreams, me running from things or terrifying things. It the nightmares could also be a product of the fact that I did just start watching the Batman, the animated series when I go to bed. And so every night I'm awoken to the horror laughter. That is the Joker screaming at me through the TV. So could be that the, the nightmares, it could just be because, you know, I got, Two-Face cackling in my sleep. I'm not even kidding. I I woke up and it's a great show. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So i I just been starting to watch that when I go to bed. I like to have something to watch when I'm falling asleep. And no joke. Twice. I woke up. First time was to the Joker just ah! And I'm just like, and the other time was to, to Two-Face for the first time seeing his like disfiguration and the voice actor who did him didn't hold back. It legitimately sounded like something out of a horror film and he's screaming bloody murder. And I wake up and I'm just like, yeah. That will <laughs> terrify anybody waking up. So, I'll let you be the judge. If it's stress that causes the dreams or if it's the Joker. Could be both, perhaps? I don't know. Anyway. um, Yeah, so I've been kind of in a funk even the last couple of days. Like, it's been probably since last week... A lot of it had to do with the shows getting a little stressed out from that like i said before the money thing and then it's like um i don't know the uh this whole last week i just been kind of just being a piece of shit really if i'm being honest just not really doing anything not just coming home from work sitting down sitting around watching tv cooking dinner And not really doing anything. I haven't been working out either. Like, I was on a good workout regimen. I haven't worked out in a good while. I'm eating nothing but pizza and Taco Bell. So that could definitely be affecting my mood. And the bummer of it all is I got a perfectly good gym in the other room just collecting dust... And all it takes on my part is a little bit of effort just to get up and go do the damn thing. And I know that. And that's even more depressing. Is the fact that I control the fate of that. All I got to do is put in the effort. And I'm not doing it. So that, that definitely doesn't make me feel good. That not only am I not working out, but I'm the cause of my not working out. I'm being anti-helpful. It's just carb city over here. So, that could have a lot to do with it. Um, I did tell myself yesterday that I was going to allow myself to go out tonight. I've been a good boy. I've kept them I've kept the spending in check. I haven't gone out. I haven't been drinking or nothing I you know going out partying and spending money and even going out and having you know dinner nothing like that so I've been a good boy and I told myself I could go out and have a little fun tonight and I've just been in a great mood since deciding I was gonna do that now tell me I need therapy Without telling me I need therapy. You know what I'm saying? What it takes to get me in a good mood. Is going out. Tell me I'm an alcoholic. Without telling me I'm an alcoholic. I seriously. Probably. And no not probably. I definitely. Could benefit from some therapy. But for now, I'll stick with just unleashing all of my angst onto you. How's that sound? Makes for good content. Listen to me just sitting here talking about my mental health. You think, what am I? An Olympic athlete? With all this mental anxiety and depression and stress. You'd think I was in the Olympics or something. Thank God that shit's over. For real. How boring, by the way, are the Olympics? So boring that the only stories that they could talk about during the Olympics were Simone Biles being stressed out, don't blame her, and transgender athletes. It had none of it. None of it had anything to do with the sports. With the gold medals. There was a couple of things I saw in like the, the big news, athletics-wise. The, the guy who... Uh, Gable. The guy who... The wrestler. He won in the last seconds or something like that. That... There was a couple of things like that, you know. Other than that, the only stories anybody was talking about was mental health. Um, and then you just had the Paralympic Games. And then you got like, so you got like the Paralympic Games. And you've got the, uh, what do you, the Special Olympics. Guess how many of them talk about their mental health. They're the ones with real problems. Not you fully functional, got all your limbs, got your fucking got all your fucking brain cells athletes. And they're having the time of their lives. They're the ones with real problems and they aren't bitching about it. They're having a grand old time. But that's just how it is. Everybody who Everybody who doesn't have problems has to make problems. They got to have a problem. Otherwise, they're uninteresting. I'm more interested in the Paralympic Games than I am the real Olympics. You know why? Because they have obstacles to overcome. The only obstacle you got to overcome in track is not falling down. With your two feet that you are blessed to have. But by all means, tell me more about how sad you are. The only thing I care less about than the Olympics is this Kanye versus Drake beef. Who gives a flying fuck? For real. Donda and whatever Drake's albums called this whole beef with them I don't even I'm not even following it and that's what's funny too is it's like there's real problems in the world you know we got this Afghanistan thing going on and like I was talking about the North Korea stuff and China and you know fucking economic collapse but the only war anybody cares about is Drake versus Kanye. The only people we're concerned about that are locked up is Britney Spears. Free Britney! But fuck the North Koreans! But Free Britney, she's so enslaved with her million-dollar mansion and all of her accomplishments and her money. She does have mental issues. And mental illness is not something to be joked about. However, Free Britney! There are people overseas... Making less than $2 an hour. And fuck them. All I care about is Britney. Priorities. <laughs> oh, God. I thought it was fucking hilarious that Universal Studios released Kanye's album because he was being a little bitch. And speaking of mental illness, Kanye West, everybody. Uh, Universal studio I think it's Universal Records, whatever. Whoever... Who gives a fuck? They released his album because he was in this, like, Mexican standoff with Drake on who's gonna release their album first. And Universal was like, we own this record! It don't matter about the artist. It's all about... The corporation that owns you. So they're like, here you go, everybody. We're going to release it for you. Since Kanye's going to just keep doing the Brett Favre move and saying, I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. And then you got Drake, who still outdid him. I could care less about either one of those guys. They're the biggest artists in the world. And they're both lyrical geniuses. Give me a break. You ever heard of a guy named Ozzy Osbourne? You ever heard of a guy named Robert Plant? Those are lyrical geniuses. I always thought that was a funny thing, too. Lyrical genius. Says who? Because they wrote down some... They strung together a nice couple of words. You don't say... I don't know. Poetic genius. Like, yes, there are guys that are better at that. And guys who are not very good at that. And I'm not saying those guys are bad at it. But to call them geniuses? I don't know about that. Have your own opinion. Who gives a fuck? Um... I suppose I can tell you about the uh show now i did have uh because the last episode i i couldn't quite talk about the show because it didn't happen yet even though it was happening the day before whatever i film on different days than i release so it's it's hard a lot of the stuff i talk about you don't know what's going to happen the few days after anyway did the show uh, not a very good turnout. Unfortunately, we did promote the hell out of it. And that's really disappointing, honestly. You you do promotion. I had Sammy on the podcast. I shared the shit out of that thing. It was on a Sunday. I think that kind of hurt us. It was a decent turnout. I'll say that. It wasn't amazing. However, despite there not being a a ton of people... We did actually sell a decent amount of merch, so I'll give us credit on that end, and whoever was running sound, god damn, sounded great, I, I, on stage, meh, it was a little bit, I I could hear myself really well, I couldn't really hear everyone else, so it made it a little difficult, but I heard recordings from out in the, in the uh, crowd, Beautiful uh the sound was on point. We we got a couple of good videos. So you can go check out those on the band page Cutthroat on Facebook. Um yeah, we had it was it was pretty good. So it, the whole the venue itself it was at least kind of like practice almost. We kind of got a little bit of stage practice in as far as that goes. So it worked out. And like it was cool to support the other bands, Mosquito, Pressure Not it was cool to be there for those guys. And then, after the show, I busted ass over to one of the bars, the only bar that I could find that was showing the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. So let me talk about that for a second. First off, let me just talk about the fight. Um, I thought, here's my personal opinion. I know everyone's got their thoughts and opinions about the fight. I personally think Jake... One on the scorecards. He won, and that's hard for me to say because I, it's not that I don't like Jake Paul. I really don't have a problem with him. I give him credit. He's stepping in there with Warriors. Like, don't get, like, you know, Nate Robinson, whatever. He's an athlete, totally outclassed. Ben Askren, world class, world class fighter. Was not in the best shape, not a boxer at all clearly was outclassed but then you put now you got tyron woodley you put jake paul in with tyron woodley who is a world beater the guy is a like five-time welterweight champion in the ufc is well known for his boxing he has a wrestling background but well known for his boxing and give it up to tyron first time in a boxing ring as far as like a professional boxing bout or exhibition, whatever you want to call it. He looked good. Like, he really did. He looked fine. Uh, He didn't gas out at all. Tyrone was putting on the pressure the entire time. Had Jake off his back foot for the most of the fight. Threw some good punches. He was the only one between the two of them that landed a clean enough shot to wobble the guy. He got Jake staggered. But if you look at boxing at a technical level... Jake Paul won based on Strikes Landed, and, you know, I, I agree. I agree that Jake won the fight. I, I, I agree that it should have been a split decision because Tyron... See, here's the thing. On the judges' scorecards, Paul won. If you look at it as a just a fan, you would say Woodley won. Personally, I think based on a fight, if you're, if you're looking at, like, a fight... I think Woodley won, like I said, he's the only one who actually managed to it wasn't a knockdown, but it it was a he stunned him, he stunned paul, got him wobbled, got him shaken up, and he landed more i think i think woodley landed more uh significant strikes, and I also think that well and then you know he he had the pressure he was he was stepping toward paul backing him up. For most of the fight. I think if you... And and Tyron did not look gassed. He He looked like he didn't really take a lot of damage. He didn't look gassed out. And Jake did. Jake looked like he was really exhausted at the end of that fight. So if you look at it like a full fight, I would say Tyron won. If you look at it from a boxing technical standpoint, Jake Paul won. And that's what they score. So I don't disagree with it. Um... You gotta give it up to Jake Paul, man. He stepped in there with a killer. He went eight rounds with the guy. It was a split decision. And what are you gonna do? It was in his hometown. Yeah, the judges might be a little biased. It is what it is. Tyron got paid. And Tyron didn't get knocked out. He looked good. He's not a boxer. He's an MMA fighter coming into a boxing ring. And he looked fine. And he got paid... He didn't win, which sucks, but he didn't. He, he's not a meme. He didn't turn into a meme. If anything, Jake Paul got turned into a meme because the only memes I'm seeing is Paul against the ropes. So, I'd say Woodley ended up coming out pretty, pretty good after that. At the bar, okay? So, I had a few drinks at the show, so I'm already, you know, I'm a little... I'm feeling it. I'm a little warm, let's put it that way. I'm just chilling, and it was awesome because it was dead nobody was there watching like it was it was halfway full let's put it that way there was a there was a good good amount of people there watching the fights but it wasn't like standing room only i walked in got myself a table i'm sitting there with tv right in front of me watching the fights and this everyone's kind of chitter-chatting around like i'm kind of making small talk with some of the tables nearby i'm by myself so i'm just like oh that was a good shot you know i'm just i'm just kind of talking here's the thing I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm this expert fight fan. You know, like, I, I am a fight fan, and I've seen a lot of fights. I think I've watched enough and listened to enough commentators, and, you know, I've listened to a lot of Joe and a lot of Brendan Schaub. I understand it better than the casual fan. Let's put it that way I'm not an expert by any means, but I know a decent amount. I'm pretty well versed. This chucklehead behind me, like a table down, some fucking southern motherfucker. All I hear is him hit him Man, he's fucking a pussy. I've never seen such a fucking pussy and I've never seen an MMA fighter fight like such a pussy in my life. Blah 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 And he just and I'm just sitting there like rolling my eyes, whatever, have your opinion. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. First of all, Tyron Woodley, that's how he fights. He's very slow. He's very, like, he's, he sizes you up. Jake Paul is four inches taller than him, by the way. They got about the same reach. But that makes a huge difference, okay? The size difference does make a difference. And, like, yeah, I agree. Woodley in the last couple rounds, especially after he wobbled him. But in the last, like, two, three rounds, he probably should have started pouring it on. I think he was just playing it safe. He didn't want to get knocked out. He didn't want to get in danger. That's how Tyron fights. This guy clearly doesn't know that. I never seen an MMA fighter fight like such a fucking pussy in all my life. And so I finally, and this is at the end when the whole fight's over and they declare Paul the winner. And this guy is just rambling on and on about what a pussy Tyron is and what a piece of shit he is. And I finally go, dude. I had to put this guy in his place. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Tyron, not a boxer, stepped in, the, in a boxing ring, outclassed this guy. He was the only one to knock him down or stun him. He was the he, – he pressured him the whole time. He, he, uh, he got a split decision in the end. Yeah, he wasn't ultra aggressive. That's not how he fights. You don't know what you're talking about, dude. And I was like, and Jake Paul is four inches taller than the guy. That changes the game, believe it or not. I'm like, and the guy's all like trying to like counter argue me. And I'm just hitting him with more facts about fighting. And finally he's just like, I'm just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. So, but that's my take on the fight. You know, I thought Jake Paul won the fight. It is what it is. Take it with, take it how you want it. You know, I'm not. It's not my favorite thing that's happened. You know, I I was definitely rooting for Woodley. It is what it is. Move on, and there shouldn't be a rematch. That's my opinion. Oh, let's see. Mm. So, here's something I've wanted to talk about, actually, for a while. And this kind of goes a little bit back to what we what I started talking about in the beginning. With... Feeling, like, kind of in a funk. And that's not necessarily, like, a new... Th- I want to talk about it as a broad spectrum, okay? Because I have felt like this for a while, okay? Now... I look back... To myself in high school. And... I don't know. I had this kind of... Don't give a shit attitude. I kind of had this like... Not... I don't want to say swagger. But like... I really had this... Uh, chip uh Like a chip on my shoulder, I should say. Kind of. It was just like... I just... I didn't care what people thought. You know what I mean? No matter what I said. No matter what I did. No matter what I wore... How I acted, what I listened to, what i'm watching what i'm what my what I'm a fan of, what I'm into, I didn't give a flying fuck what anybody thought that was my attitude throughout hall of high school, even after high school. There was a good point in my life where it was just like I can act like a goddamn idiot. I don't care what people think, you know if I think it's funny, if I think what I'm doing is entertaining, if I enjoy what I'm doing. Fuck 'em. Who cares what anybody thinks? That was my attitude. And somewhere along the way, I lost that. It could have been, you know, my uncle passed away. And he is kind of the, the person that taught me that. He was like the one that really put that in my head. Of who cares what people think. You know? Maybe it had something to do with that. Maybe him not being around... To like inspire me to be that way. Like the person directly in my life. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was you know. The the really bad breakup I had with my ex. That made me question. My whole being as a person. It made me question my morals. My ethics. Maybe it was that. Maybe it's you know just growing up and like being on my own and who knows it could be a number of things now I'm gonna look at this as a two-prong approach okay first off my life in general just my everyday life I feel like I'm more like that than I'm not if that makes sense but still, there's a part of me that feels like I hold back more than I used to. I hold back a little bit of my, I don't know. Um, what do you call it? Not charm. I don't know. I hold, I hold back my myself in a lot of ways. It's just like I'm not as assertive. I'm not aggressive. I never really have been anyway, though. But I'm not like... I care too much what people think. That's the bottom line. I'm too afraid to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. I'm too afraid to tell somebody to shut up. Or to like... Kind of... Give people my two cents. Because I'm afraid it's going to hurt their feelings. Or I'm afraid it's going to ruin their afternoon. You know what I mean? That's what it is. I'm afraid to speak my mind sometimes to somebody's face and tell them what's up. And I don't – because I have empathy. I really do. I I don't want to upset people. And I get like – what's I get like embarrassed for people or like I get uh, like uh, empathy for people by proxy when I see somebody else talk down to somebody or, you know, get in somebody else's face or, or throw just, you know, not be, yeah, yeah. Belittle somebody, I guess. And I'm not saying I want to be little people. I'm just saying I'd like to be a little more assertive and like tell people what's up, but even the people who I don't care about, who I know I'll never see again, the people who are assholes, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not willing to do that as much because I feel like I'm going to hurt their feelings. When they'd be more than happy to hurt somebody else's feelings. You know what I mean? Me saying this right after I just got done telling you about how I told the guy to fuck off about fighting. Whatever. But it's true. Like, I really do feel that way. And I don't know what it was that took that away from me. But I really want to try and get that back. That confidence. That's what it is confidence. I've always been a confident person. I've always felt confident about myself. And I feel like I've lost that. Like not all of it, but I've lost a decent amount of it. I don't know where, I don't know why, I don't know how. All I know is I want that back. I don't know how, maybe therapy is the answer to help me finding that back. Maybe I just need to take a DMT trip, who the fuck knows. But whatever it is, I want that confidence back, all of it, not just a portion of it. I want it all back. Here's the other side of the coin. When it comes to the podcast, okay, I've really noticed a lot lately that I I beat around the bush a lot. I like to. I don't like to vocalize my full opinion about certain things, and when I do, I I. You, if you've noticed, I backtrack a lot. I try and like salvage everybody's feelings in some way or another. Like if I if I'm stating a point that's going to upset one group, I I backtrack and I kind of like make it all right, which is which is good. You don't want to have you know I don't want to I really don't want to. I want everybody to enjoy watching this. However, I have opinions that I hold true to myself. And I should feel comfortable expressing them. Now where that comes in is cancel culture. And it's 100% the truth. This whole movement of rats who are willing to throw people under the bus and ruin their lives and ruin their careers has truly, truly made me more self-conscious about saying my opinions. Now I'm it's one thing, you know. There are, there are certain things that you don't do and say. We know that. I'm not going to sit here and spout racial stuff and be, you know, I'm not going to sit here and promote you know, violence and propaganda and things like that. There are there are certain things that we all know that we don't do and say. However, I feel like a lot of people have been hushed to their own opinions. Just because they don't comply with what certain people, what their opinions abide by. They don't agree upon opinions. And because opinions clash, because they think they're right, they can uh, affect you. And they can... Come after you. And the problem with that is, like, I I sincerely, sincerely would like to see my band become successful one day. The last thing I want is somebody coming on this podcast, digging up some crazy shit I said, which I'm sure it exists already. Digging that up and making me look like some asshole and getting me and my band canceled. That's the world we live in today. A bunch of snitches. Now here's the thing. If you come on here and cancel me, guess what? My entire life will be dedicated to turning around, finding these snitches, and ratting their ass out. Because guess what? Everybody has either done or said something that will get you canceled at some point in your life. That's the bottom line. And that's what's so sickening about the whole thing. It's like, you think all these no-name, like, people hiding behind these profiles on Twitter and Facebook and what have you, like, they don't have skeletons in their closet? Get a fucking, give me a break, you know? You're going to come after all these people. Look at Jeopardy! Look what just happened with Jeopardy! That dude, the guy, I don't even know what happened. He said something on a podcast or something. Or had a tweet. Who knows? He ain't the host of Jeopardy anymore. And apparently they're coming after the gal too. The chick from uh, Big Bang Theory. They're coming after her too. It's like what? Is nobody safe? What's going on? The bottom line is all those people. All those internet sleuths. I love that word by the way. Sleuths. Don't you just love words that are so clearly convey negativity like cuck I like when a word is so clearly a negative word internet sleuth all these sleuths each and every one of them have have skeletons in the closet and if you want to cancel me go for it but I promise you I will devote my life I will sit there at home living off unemployment And I'll just be web searching like all you other motherfuckers out there. And I'm going to find you. And I'm going to expose you. Until everybody's been exposed. And then we got to start from ground zero. And build ourselves back up. Because we've all been exposed. To our crimes against humanity. Because somewhere down the line I said the R word. You know. Whatever because I, because I, maybe I said something offensive about a certain subculture, but that seriously i'm I'm not even joking I'm nobody, you know I'm nobody who's watching this twenty people I'm nobody, but somewhere down the line, if I became successful or if i if Hell, if I rose in the ranks at my job and became a CEO or some bullshit like that. Yeah, they could come after me then. Take my livelihood away. And it really makes you walk on eggshells when you're doing podcasts. And I don't like that either. We should be free to express our opinions. It's one thing to, you know, obviously, like I said, there's certain things you do and do not say. But to have your own opinions... Nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't be afraid to express your opinions. And I'm going to start getting back to that. Speaking of opinions, here's one for you. Here's a personal opinion for you. This milk crate challenge. Alright? You've all seen it. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just type in milk crate challenge on YouTube. Now... I'd show you myself, I would, I would look at some Milk Crate Challenge videos myself, but unfortunately I'm too scared that YouTube will take down my video because it promotes risky behavior. Even though, guarantee ya, you, you can go watch those on YouTube right now. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the videos. The Milk Crate Challenge. Everybody knows what this is by now. The running, the general running opinion of it about this Milk Crate Challenge is that it's stupid. It's, people are dumb. Why, like, why, can we stop doing this? This is dumb. Why does it exist? Hard take for you. I love it. I think it's great. Now, is it stupid? Yes. 100%. Completely. However, I like it because when stupid people do stupid things like that, they deserve it. Am I laughing when I watch those? No. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's funny watching people be stupid and get hurt. However, I do look at that and say, good, good. That was a good thing that happened to that guy because he was stupid enough to do it thinking, Oh, this is a funny thing to do. This is no, it's a stupid thing to do. You know, it's a stupid thing to do. You already seen what happens to people who do this. So for you to climb up those milk crates Is a stupid thing. You deserve the pain you just received. Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Know what I'm saying? Play stupid games. uh, Win stupid prizes. Like a broken arm. Like a face full of dirt. I love it. You know what else I love about it? I love that it exposes the idiots among us. I love it. We should have more of this. We need to know who the stupid people out there are. The people that play stupid games and win stupid prizes are ding, 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 stupid people. And you know what? This whole last year, the COVID stuff, it exposed a lot of stupid people. QAnon, the, the, I mean, you name it, the conspiracy theorists galore. A lot of stupid people. I love it. We should. We we need to know who these people are. These are the. Hey, you know who else got exposed as stupid people? Ninety percent of our government. We need to know these things. We need to know how stupid our elected officials are. And we need to know who the who the stupid among us are so we don't elect them. I don't want some guy who's going to climb the milk crates to be my lawyer or my... And, of course, that's a joke because we all know a lawyer or a banker or somebody of respectable value isn't doing the milk crate challenge. But that's those are the people that I mean I want to know. I want to know that my neighbors which I already talked about last week my neighbors are great. But if I have these if these people are my neighbors, the milk crate people, I want to know. I want to see them in their front yard doing the milk crate challenge. That way I know it's time to move. What a stupid game you play. To want to climb those crates What a stupid game you play To want to climb those crates And I Can't help but laugh at you Oh no, I I don't feel sorry for you Uh Wanna want st- <laughs> Wanna stack ya, wanna climb up ya, wanna fall off ya, stupid crates. Wanna break my arm, wanna break my leg, wanna break my neck, stupid games. I can't help but... Laugh in your face I can't help but Not care that you got hurt (laughs) You're climbing those crates You're climbing those crates Deserve what you get Stupid games Stupid games I'm a lyrical genius. Cause <laughs> that for a hot take. I love it. Um oh, yeah. Also, also in the news Joe Rogan catches COVID. Um Yeah, so Joe Rogan, my Muse, my master, my muse, Joe Rogan. Uh, he came down with the, with the vid. Um, said he was sick for a day, took a bunch of the antibodies and all that, you know all the all the medicine, and he's fine. The guy has more money than God. The guy has access to all the medical. Anomalies in the world. Hey. Who'd have thought. He's fine. That didn't stop. All the internet. sluts, And. It didn't stop. The media. Most importantly. From. Getting on board of the train. And. Deciding it was time to. Tell everybody how stupid Joe is. Because. Headlines read Joe Rogan, popular podcaster, UFC analyst, and comedian, catches COVID, and then of course in the subtitle it's uh Joe Rogan was an avid was avid about not receiving the vaccine. He has never once been against the vaccine, but he was very avid about not getting it. Because guess what he says? Just like what I say. He's healthy. So, he uh, uh, didn't think he really needed to get the vaccine. Turns out, he didn't. Because he's fine. Did catch it. But he's fine. Hey, guess what? You can still catch it, even if he got the vaccine. Little tidbit for you. Now, um... So, they were all... Ups- the the media... Also, he took the ivermectin thing. Which I, s- I don't really know what it is. I know it's supposed to be like... It's some, like, experimental thing. It's kind of controversial. But here's the thing. Appa- like, there's clearly evidence that it works. Otherwise, physicians wouldn't be administering it to patients. There's clearly some evidence that it does help to treat covid just like with the before the whole uh what was it called the hydrochloroquine or whatever everyone was freaking out like it's it's not fda approved it's experimental and yet these are the same people who are more than willing to bend over and take a shot of the vaccine in the ass when it wasn't FDA-approved until just recently. Also, dude, the internet, like, the media, seriously, drives me insane. Like, I saw an article the other day that, this was on my local news Facebook or whatever. They said it was some article that they got from somewhere else But, but it was like the, the, the art, uh, the title of the article was something like Texas man who, and I'm not from Texas, I'm from Montana. And they, for some reason decided they should share this news out of Texas, Texas man who organized anti-mask rally dies of COVID. Now what, that's what the title read the way I read it, the way I perceived that, the way they should have wrote it, because this is what they clearly meant, was Texas man who organized anti-mask rally dies of COVID. Ha ha ha, what an idiot, told you so, in your face. That's what they're saying. Like They're not, they're not trying to promote this story- Because they feel sorry for the guy. They're not promoting the story because it's breaking news. They're promoting it because it goes with their agenda. It's like, oh, the mask guy died. So put on your mask. It clearly means that that that's why you're going to die. But they'll never promote the story where it's like, man who wore a mask every day and got the vaccine catches COVID. Which, guess what? That's happened too. But they're not going to tell you that story. So it's just ridiculous. Like, I've seen a few of these where it's like, it's a big like, I told you so story. Like that's the news is a big like, ha The guy who didn't get vexed got the disease, and he's fine. Joe Rogan did get the vaccine, and he caught COVID, so you should get the vaccine. But don't, hey, pst, don't, uh don't run the story where the guy who did get the vaccine still caught COVID and died. Put that one off to the side. Fuck the media. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's see. I will close with this. So, actually, last week, I talked some football. Nonsensically just rambled about a few like small stats about the Broncos. Which, unless you're a Broncos fan, you don't care about that. Don't blame me. I'm not going to sit here and listen to anybody else talk about their team. What I will talk to you about which is what I wanted to talk about last week, but my brain was so scattered and all over the place that I just didn't think about it. Fantasy football. I will talk about some fantasy football with you guys. So, I saved this for the end because for anybody who doesn't care about football, might as well shut it off now because that's what I'm going to close with. Now, I personally, I already had one of my uh, fantasy football drafts. I had one. Most people already have done theirs because the season's right around the corner. Um. So, but I'm going to share some of my perspectives on this year's fantasy football. Might not be tips for anybody or anything, but these are just my opinions and then the way I looking at this year's fantasy football. So clearly I'm big into football. I'm a big fan of football. I don't know much. There's very, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm a smart guy. I'm not very well educated on a lot of things. One of the very few things I am highly educated on, who I that I know a ton about is football. I know a lot about football and I feel like I have a lot to share with that. Clearly I'm a big fantasy football guy. I go all out. I get the magazine. I read this sucker front to back. Uh I already spilled some sauce on it, but it's got Patrick Mahomes on it. So fuck 'em. Um and then I I even go as far as like I write down my own picks and stuff like like not my picks. These are like the guys I'm targeting and I highlight guys in here and stuff. So um like I said, most people already have done their drafts this year. So this isn't really for anybody unless you haven't done a draft. Also, by the way, I have a draft today when this comes out. So hopefully none of the guys in my draft watch this and catch on to my like strategies. It's alright because I promise you they don't. Because, you know, not a lot of people watch this. But anyway, here's my insight. So this year... I mean we all if you're if you're an avid fantasy football guy, you know running backs usually are the things to go first. You usually go running backs, wide receivers, a lot of those go off the board early. This year more than any, load up on running backs. That's my take because there are really not a ton of strong running backs out there. You could if you're like late first round, you could take a you know a, a reach and take you know maybe a Devontae Adams or a Travis Kelsey. You're guaranteed points with those guys, so you know obviously so long as everybody stays healthy. but you're guaranteed points with those guys. I recommend taking running backs even in the late first round. I would sacrifice a Kelsey and sacrifice a Devontae Adams for a running back early on. I went back to back running backs in my first draft. That's just based on where my placement was and what was available. I was I was like fourth pick, so when my pick came around, I was like, I gotta take another running back. Um Also. So yeah, that's that's tip number one. Take running backs early. That's usually the tip, but more now than ever. There are a few running backs that you could take early you know, later on, you're going to need a, a good swarm of running backs. So, I recommend taking the running backs late. Or, there there's a few good ones late. Take them early. Get the good ones out of the way. Um, Wide receivers, deep class of wide receivers. You really don't need to to reach and get, like, a top, top tier wide receiver. Maybe get one. Target, like... Get your top ten wide receivers that you really, really like, that you think are studs, and take at least one of them. That's my thoughts. Take at least try and get at least one of your wide receivers. After that, you're gold, because there's a ton of potential wide receivers. Most of those you're gonna get off the waiver wire anyway. Most of your good running like wide receivers, there's gonna be a lot of surprises out there who just come out of the woodworks. You can get them off of the waiver wire or waiver wire um tight ends another one that you should look into taking early it sounds crazy i would take a a top tight end in the first four rounds sincerely i would take there's there's really only five truly good tight ends there's probably another f- 3 or 4 after that that are good enough to get you points but are are you know kind of iffy I would say there's truly five tight ends that are are probably guaranteed points. Real honestly, if you're asking me, there's three that are true points getters. After that, there's three, there's three or four that are dece. After that, you're kind of fucked. And again, there might be somebody on the waiver wire you can get that's just turns out to be really good. Um And then quarterbacks, dime a dozen. If if you're gonna get A top-tier quarterback. If you really want a Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Kyler Murray, shoot for him in the first... See, the thing with quarterbacks, I don't shoot until everyone else starts shooting. When people start taking quarterbacks, that's when when I'm like, okay, time to think about a quarterback. Let's get a top-tier quarterback. You don't really need that. Quarterbacks are always going to get you points. And then, you know, defense. As far as defense and kicker, Wait to the end, sincerely. Maybe the last, like, you can you can do like the whatever your last three rounds are, and go for kicker and defense. But they're exchangeable. They're they're gonna get you points no matter what. You're never gonna see like a truly like dominant kicker or defense. They're just there to get you whatever points, and get them when you don't don't reach for those. That's insane. People who go for defenses in like the seventh and eighth round. It's crazy. Those are still prime spots to get uh, wide receivers and running backs and all that. And quarterbacks. So I'm going to give you a few of my sleepers, okay? Uh, We all know the top tier running backs, tight ends, receivers, what have you. My sleepers, okay, here are my sleepers at quarterback. Herbert, Stafford, Mayfield, Tannehill, Carr. Those are guys that you can rely on late if you if you miss out on some of those top tier guys. Those are some of the guys I would I would aim for as the draft continues. Running backs. These are some good late round running backs that I would keep an eye on. Uh Gaskin, Sermon from the 49ers, Ronald Jones Jr., uh Robinson from Jacksonville and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a starter. I wouldn't I wouldn't Hold out hope that he's going to be the starter of the whole year because Javante Williams, Javante Williams, is another good late starter or a late pick, but he's a good you know he's still the starter to start the season so might as well get him as a backup now. Uh, late round wide receivers: uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, anybody from from uh, Cincinnati is a good wide receiver pickup. Like, those are good, solid wide receiver pickups. Last year, I I, I did really good with T. Higgins. Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, Jalen Rager, um, Vance, uh, Valdez Scantling from Green Bay, and K.J. Hamler are some of my later round wide receiver picks. Uh, late tight ends I have. Irv Smith Jr., uh, Gasecki, Higby, Hunter Henry and Tanyan from Green Bay. And then forget about kicker and defense. You're good with anything. Uh let's see. I can let me tell you who I got in my first in my uh draft this year. I actually got a fucking good team. I was shocked. I got the 4th overall pick and I thought I made out pretty well. Also, real quick, here are some of my fantasy studs who I think are like not gonna be taken immediately, but here are some guys to, to look for as far as like studs that people I think are overlooking. Dak Prescott for quarterback and Russell Wilson. I mean, he does good every year. Uh running backs wise, Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb, those are like mid round guys. You should definitely aim for those. Wide receivers, I would say Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. And uh Mike Evans. Those are some good ones. Like those are top tier guys, but those are guys I would take a shot at. And then as far as tight ends, Noah Fant is a good one. And then here are the guys I'm talking about. These are the top three the top five tight ends that I would I would definitely go for. Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, and Fant. Maybe Pitts, but Fant is a is a proven guy. So here's my team that I drafted, and I think it's a good one. So starting lineup, Josh Allen at quarterback. Alvin Kamara was my first overall pick. Josh Jacobs. Can't believe I got Josh Jacobs in, in the – yeah, I got Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara. That's a fucking great combo. I got DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, Miles Gaskin. I got the Rams defense. Somehow. That was my top defense. And I got... That was like the fourth defense taken off the board. And I got Bass, the kicker, from Buffalo. With kickers, here's the thing. With defenses, you want to think about their conference they're in. How hard the conference is. How many tough games they have. That's a good indicator for defense. Also, think about the talent. But... And then kickers, you want to think about offenses that can move the ball, but don't necessarily do well in the, in the red zone. Not that the... Bills are bad at that, but they just move the ball really well. So you're not even if you get even if they get the touchdown, you're getting the extra point, and then you're you're obviously going to end up in the in the red zone more often than not. Uh, my backups are Melvin Gordon, Jamar Chase, Michael Gallup, Zach Moss, Joe Burrow, Rob Gronkowski, and KJ Hamler. So I ended up with a lot of guys that I had on my list, and I'm really stoked. I, I actually got a pretty decent amount of running backs this year that I was not expecting to get. I probably could have got. Yeah, no, I got Gordon and Gaskin. Hell yeah. Uh, that's a good team, my guy. It's a good team. And my team name is Kamara Hameha. Long live DBZ fandom. So, there's my little tidbits and my my strategies a little bit on fantasy football. It's pretty basic to most people's, but. You get the idea. That's my inside. Hey. We did it. And guess what? I feel like this was one of the best episodes I've had. I was on fire today. Felt good. Was clicking. Had a lot of good things to say, I thought. I think I'm going to listen back to this and laugh quite a bit. So, thank you very much for listening. And if you listened all the way through, thank you even more. Awesome appreciate you as always once again please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel follow on Spotify, Apple Podcast anywhere you can find podcasts I'm available follow, subscribe, like share, get the word out man, really help out the podcast it helps so much when you share, invite friends, tell people hey check this out so uh, yeah we're still trying to grow it we're trying to grow the garden a little bit it's, we're 65 episodes in and we're still growing that's how it works man You don't if you're not growing you're dying and we ain't dying anytime soon you guys have a great week have a, have a fun 3 day weekend stay safe um, happy Labor Day to you guys and as always don't forget life's a garden dig it